0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Silver and Black Hole, the official Raider podcast for the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network, exclusively on SB Nation. I am your host, Nick Hamilton, and yes, I have a very special guest. Now, you know what's going on this week, right? You know it's the big AFC West showdown between the Los Angeles Chargers and, yes, the Oakland Raiders. Now, a lot of implications are in this game. There's a lot of things going into this game. Both teams are coming off. A great win. The Oakland Raiders are coming off the win against the Detroit Lions 31-24 on Sunday, as well as the Los Angeles Chargers defeating the Green Bay Packers 26-11. Ironically, both teams are coming off wins against NFC North opponents. Figure that one out. Got to thank the NFL for that one, right? Anyway, I got a great special guest that's come on. He's covered the NFL for many years. Most notably, he's the Chargers team reporter. And he's the host of Chargers Weekly podcast, as well as Backstage Chargers, where he can be heard every Sunday in Los Angeles on AM five seventy and on the iHeart Radio app. He is the one and only knowledgeable man himself, Chris Harey. What's going on, Chris? How you doing, man? <laughs> Nick, how are you, man? Good to talk to you. Hey, good to have you on, man. So let's uh, first of all, before we get into the whole AFC West showdown, let's talk a little bit about you. How did you get started in the business and becoming an NFL reporter, and then? elevating to now where you are where you're pretty much you're the you're the guy. You're 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 all things chargers.
1: Yeah, you know what, man, it's it's my my path to uh to here has been wild, really. I, I worked in sports for twenty years, started at sports radio station in DC and uh actually worked as director of sponsorships for the Lakers for nine years. So I was doing something wow. completely different within the sports realm, but um, I, I've been with the team with the Chargers for about three years now. I got my start doing stuff with the Redskins way back in the day, um, so it's been great to 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 be in this market covering the NFL and and they covering some other sports too. I do some stuff on uh, on KCBS and KCAL, but um, I'm excited for this game, Nick, because this is a this is a Chargers Raiders matchup that we haven't had in a while. You know the the Raiders have been down, and it, it just seems like These two teams both are in prime position to try to make some noise during the back half of this season. Uh, You got John Gruden in the mix in his second year, Um, the last game at the Black Hole for the Chargers. So there's a lot of intriguing storylines on a short week. And I know both teams are probably not happy that they got to to travel on a short week. But nonetheless, it's going to be a great matchup in the AFC West.
0: Well, yeah, you know, the Chargers, it's a quick flight. It's a one-hour flight straight up. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, uh, Orange County to Oakland, so it's not that bad. But, yeah, you you mentioned a lot of different storylines, a lot of different scenarios that come across the Raiders and the Chargers. I mean, this rivalry goes back to the days when the Chargers were even back in San Diego. So it's interesting how this is the final game uh, in Oakland for the Los Angeles Chargers to play the Raiders. And I remember Melvin Gordon speaking about this on Monday. How you know he was happy? He made a joke, and he was saying how happy he was. That they finally had some real grass, not getting tackled and landing on <laughs> sand, and how hard <laughs> that right. is. So, how ironic that you finally get some real grass in the, in the year that you're about to leave, if you're the Oakland Raiders. Uh, what does that mean? What is the sense that you got from the the, the Charger players about just playing the last time in Oakland, uh, be, you know, against that rivalry between the Chargers and the Raiders?
1: Well, you know, what? there's a, there's a lot of young guys on this team that. You know, haven't been around as long, but then you look at a guy like Philip Rivers, who's 18 and 8 all time against the Raiders. He's had a lot of battles against Oakland, up at Oakland since 2004. So I think it's it's probably a mixed bag in the locker room in terms of what this what this game kind of means uh, from a, like a sentimental standpoint. But you know, this is going to be a Vegas L.A. rivalry moving forward. Um, so I think, really, the the team is just focused on trying to get a win. Um, they've only had one game in the AFC West so far against the Broncos, which they lost, so um, this two-game winning streak, it breeds a little confidence. The Chargers get to four or five. They have five AFC West games to go, three in a row, actually, starting with the Raiders, then you get the, the Chiefs of Mexico City, then a bye before they go to Denver, um, so they want to get on uh, uh, a nice start here against uh, the Raiders, as they start the back half of this season.
0: Now, the Raiders are equally as hungry because, ironically, the Raiders are in second place in the AFC West, just ahead of the Los Angeles Chargers. But I will tell you this much. If you're the Chargers' defense, you better be on guard for Derek Carr because Derek Carr has truly found his rhythm. He's come on. I mean, the last several games, he's a, he's thrown. He's only had one INT. He's had six touchdowns thrown. If you if you saw the game on Sunday uh, to, to Hunter Winthrop, uh in that last drive, I mean, he's been absolutely amazing. He, he's been the Derek hard that we haven't seen in the last two and a half years. So it's only going to continue. And then the other spark of the, of the team, who I like to call the engine of the offense, is Josh Jacobs. I mean, he rushed for 120 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic. How do the Chargers, who've had a, a history of having problems stopping the run on a consistent basis, how do they contain or neutralize Josh Jacobs in your estimation? Well,
1: whatever they did last Sunday against the Packers, they just need to continue that. I mean, that's the, that's the easiest thing to say, but uh, I think the pass rush for the Chargers—that's the strength. I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a better duo than Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, especially the way Joey Bosa is playing at this point. Melvin Ingram—it's um, no co- coincidence he was out for three weeks. Chargers lost all three games. He's back. They won the last two, so uh, you want to force the Raiders into third and long situations. What does that mean? That means stopping Josh Jacobs on first and second down, making making uh, Derek Carr uncomfortable. Uh, but it's easier said than done. You, you alluded to it. Josh Jacobs has not been in this matchup before. He's a rookie. Um, he's played well, and he is kind of that that engine right now for that offense. Um, it really kind of dictates the performance of of, of Carr and how efficient he's been um, to have a running game like that. So. Uh, the Chargers are going to have to stop Jacobs first and get the Raiders into third and long situations and uh, and then let Bosa and Ingram kind of pin their ears back and go. Uh, so that'll be the game plan. I, I look at this Chargers team last week, and it, it really mirrored the, the 12 and 14 last year. You know, they didn't turn the football over. They won the time of possession. Um, and, and when you do that, you do those two things on a weekly basis, uh, you're going to have a chance to win a lot of football games.
0: Now, when I look at the Raiders wide receivers, I look at Tyrell Williams, who's very familiar with the Chargers. He was with the Chargers organization for quite a long time. Um, but then I look at guys like Hunter Renfro. I look at guys like that. What type of challenge do those guys present to the secondary of the Chargers, who are also still without their top notch safety and, and Derwin
1: James? <laughs> Yeah, it's a great question. And we're about to find out, you know, Tyrell Williams is no stranger to the secondary, vice versa. So you like, you, you think about it, Nick, and you're like, all right, who has the advantage here? Does, does Tyrell have the advantage because he knows Casey Hayward and Michael Davis and, and some of those guys in the secondary? Or do, uh, do the DBs of the Chargers have an advantage because they know what, what, what Tyrell does? So I mean, I think you can go either way. Tyrell's a fantastic player. Uh, and I know he's got a lot of fans in this Chargers locker room. Hunter Renfro, um, rookie. Chargers haven't seen them before, uh, but, you know, Devontae Adams came back last Sunday for the Packers for the first time in four games. Chargers did a fantastic job of bottling up an Aaron Rodgers-led passing attack. Uh, so sometimes you just got to gotta ride that wave, and, and sometimes things click for, uh, for a defense. Um, the rushing cover worked together. So I can't emphasize this enough for the Chargers. If they're going to stop those, those weapons on the outside, uh, they got to get pressure on Carr, force him to make quick decisions maybe potential mistakes, and you you mentioned those stats. He hasn't made a lot of mistakes. Um, so th- that's why the Chargers need to get that pass rush going, maybe force Carr into some some errant throws, and, uh, you know, we'll just see what happens. I, I really think this is a fascinating matchup because the Chargers um, had struggled mightily for four weeks and uh, kind of got their groove back last Sunday. So well, I'm interested to see if this continues on a short week. Well, the one thing I will say about John Gruden, how
0: he's being able to coach, especially on the offensive side of the ball, when you have Hunter Renfro and you have Darren Waller, he likes to jam it down your throat. Whoever he's whoever those guys are going against, he likes to jam it down their throats. And and to me, when I look at, you know, Tyrell Williams, I look at Darren Waller, I look at Hunter Renfro, I'm looking at three guys that are saying, Okay, these guys can actually match up very well against that, that charger secondary. And I look at it like, okay. This is a team that can definitely preserve, you know, preserve, excuse me, present some problems to that Chargers secondary. And can they sustain for all four quarters? Because the one thing about it, these guys can tire you out at any given point. We saw against the Lions. We saw them against the Colts. Uh, they can tire you out at any point in time. What does, what does Gus Bradley have to do to preserve not so much the energy, but preserve the, 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 the field? Uh, vision as far as when it comes to the Chargers secondary and being able to sustain themselves for all four quarters to, to become out victorious.
1: Well, again, I think it starts, we go back to Josh Jacobs. It starts with bottling him up. If, if you get uh, John Gruden offense into a rhythm, you know, they're going to, they're going to go up and down the field in and, and the Chargers. They can't allow Josh Jacobs to get healthy doses of yardage. Boy, when the, if the Raiders are in second and short third and short, um that's not what the Chargers are going to need um the formula for success is to bottle up the run and uh, to rush those those pass rushers with Bosa and Engro. and you bring up a uh, the guy we didn't talk about yet Waller Darren Waller has been a nice surprise for the the Raiders um and just like this tight end matchup Nick I I'm really intrigued by as well Hunter Henry versus Darren Waller Hunter Henry's played fantastic football for the Chargers over the last four week four weeks and we know what Waller has done um uh, throughout the course of the season. So uh, another uh, kind of uh, matchup to watch is the Waller versus Henry. Who gets who gives the best of the opposing defense?
0: Well, yeah, that's going to be an intriguing matchup. That's something I circled on the calendar when I saw the schedule come out. I said, okay, at least after week three, I'm saying, okay, this I, I'm looking forward now to this Charger-Raider matchup because those two guys are going to be, I think, are going to be X factors. And whoever, like you said, whoever has the, the, the sizable advantage, whoever has the, the most success, against the opposing defenses what enable their team to win the game. The thing that concerns me, though, because the Oakland Raiders line is kind of banged up, uh, which can give Bosa and Ingram a little bit of an advantage as far as getting to Derek Carr a little bit quicker than normal. Uh, We've seen in the last few games how they've been able to hold their own and allow Derek Carr to get the ball off, whether it's having Josh Jacobs catch out of the backfield or being able to throw the ball off into his projected target. Um, when you look at Josh Jacobs, and we we talk about him at, at at length all the time because he's definitely box office, he's definitely big time TV. What do you see in Josh Jacobs um, as far as not only just being a threat, but what do you see him as a football player? I know he's a rookie out of Alabama, but what have you seen thus far that's impressed you the most
1: about Josh Jacobs? I think just the the fact that you can have a a, a rookie plug and play and Again, go back to the word you used, engine. You know that that's why Mike Mayock drafted Josh Jacobs in the first round. They needed a running attack. You know, they didn't really have a consistent running attack last year. With you know, since Gruden's been in there, you got Marshawn Lynch, you got Jalen Rashad. None of those guys were really the guy. You know, to to get a and you you can make the argument about running backs. You can get them in the first round. That's fine, but a lot of a lot of uh, teams will go in the mid round maybe undrafted Austin Eckler being an example of that uh, so depending on where you get your running back as long as they're productive right and Josh Jacobs is you know he's proven that he didn't have a lot of wear and tear on him in Alabama which I think was a a good thing because the the shelf life for running back as we've seen throughout the years is short but when you have a when you have limited carries in college and you can come right in and um, uh, you kind of mesh with an NFL offense. That's a big deal, you know, and certainly that's why Mike Mayock and John Gruden drafted him, and uh, he's proven them right right now.
0: Now you so- you spoke about running backs, and we all we all know how well Austin Eckler has been playing in the absence of Melvin Gordon until Melvin had returned, and then we're starting to see the Melvin Gordon that we all used to seeing as far as getting those 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 sharp runs, getting those long runs, and, and scoring touchdowns. The thing about the Oakland Raiders defense and the last two games, they've been probably the most consistent that I've seen them do thus far this season. If you're Melvin Gordon, what do you have to do to be elusive enough to get those long runs and to get and just be able to score in the red zone, which he's been a lot more successful than not against the opponents. I mean, especially when we, what we saw against the green Bay Packers defense last week, what does Melvin Gordon have to do to continue to be successful and score touchdowns?
1: Well, I think we're finally starting to see Melvin Gordon. Like, I, the the first four games, we didn't see Melvin Gordon. That wasn't Melvin Gordon. Um, it took some time to get uh, acclimated to playing in a game and, you know, obviously not having training camp and not having uh, uh, preseason and missing the beginning of the regular season. And of course, there's going to be rust. I mean, how could there not be? If you don't play football, mm-hmm. you don't put pads on, uh, it's just not going to be there right away. So uh, Melvin just has to be Melvin at this point because I, I think last week, a uh, couple with just the, the offensive balance um running the football you know they had 159 yards rushing um over 30 carries between Eckler, Gordon and Justin Jackson even got a couple um the, the two running styles i think are very different um you know Mel, Melvin is obviously a bruiser he can get the tough yardage he can catch the ball out of the backfield Eckler can uh he can house one man i mean he he can if you get the ball in his hands, he can make a big play at any point in time. He had 16 touches, made the most of all those touches, and then you mentioned Melvin getting in the end zone twice. So um, I think this running game is st- – I don't know. I, I can't say it's, it's starting to hit its stride, but it was a nice start, 159 yards, as opposed to the previous four games where they had fewer than 40 yards rushing as a team. So uh, if, if they can get that version of the running game, the one that they had on Sunday, and uh, it bodes well for the Chargers.
0: You are inside the silver and black hole here on the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network, exclusively on SB Nation. We're talking to my special guest, Chargers Weekly Podcast host, Chris Herrey Now, Chris, I got to ask you this, man, because you already know where I'm going when I talk about quarterbacks. I'm looking at Derek Carr. I'm looking at Phillip Rivers. The last several games, Derek Carr has been – it seemed like he's been the most sound quarterback out of the two – the most consistent quarterback out of the two, because Phillip Rivers has had some struggles in the last several games. Now, what does Philip Rivers have to do in order to be successful tonight? Uh, excuse me, on Thursday night, my, my, my apologies, but on Thursday night, uh, what does he have to do to be successful against this Raider defense? Because you know it's going to be loud. Raider fans are going to be in the house. It's going to be the black hole for a reason. Uh, it's going to be a lot of expletives thrown out there. It's going to be a lot of fans. Screaming <laughs> you know how it is, Chris, up there in Oakland. So is, oh, yeah. How does Philip oh, yeah. Rivers drown that out and be able to be successful against
1: not only just a tough defense, but a hostile crowd? That's a good point. You know what, though? Philip has had a history of doing that. He's 18 and 8 all time against the Raiders. He always gets up for the Raiders. And I think for him, Uh, the rhythm and the balance of the offense that we saw on Sunday is what's going to bode well for Phillip. If they can run the football, that's going to open up things. And we're starting to see guys like Mike Williams, who had his first career 100-yard game last week. Keenan Allen, we know what Keenan Allen can do. He's probably the best route runner in the NFL. Hunter Henry over the last four weeks. The weapons on the outside are there. And what's great for Phillip is that his running backs are also weapons in the passing game. So, you know, I just mentioned five guys there. Um, If you have to double Keenan Allen, that's going to leave one-on-one opportunities for possibly Hunter Henry or Mike Williams. You have to account for two two different styles of running back in the backfield. So the biggest thing for Phillip, Nick, is he just can't make mistakes. He can't turn the football over because the, the Raiders have not been turning the football over. He can't lose the turnover battle on the road. So I think that's the biggest thing for Phillip. Play clean football, rely on your weapons on the outside, and find the favorable matchups on the field because they're going to be there. Oh, absolutely.
0: especially You can't turn the ball over, especially when you have a slot corner like LaMarcus Joyner, which sometimes, oftentimes the defense likes to run a lot of nickel uh, when they're playing. So, I, I mean, if you're, you're Phillip Rivers, you don't want to throw it that way. You definitely want don't want to throw or get it tipped uh, for INT. But to me, the bigger, the bigger game is for Derek Carr. And the reason why I say the bigger game is for Derek Carr than Phillip Rivers is because Derek Carr, I believe, has something to prove. I said this On a podcast, on a podcast episode, several episodes ago, where I said the Raiders have got to stack up quality wins. And even though I'm looking at the record of the Chargers, this is still a quality win because anytime you're playing within the division and you're playing a team that's fighting and scratching, as Anthony Lynn would say, and continuing to fight the same thing with the Oakland Raiders, this is going to be a quality win. If Derek Carr can get it, get off early, set the tone early for the Oakland Raiders be able to, to, to be effective offensively and keep the chains rolling. This is going to be a bigger quality win for Derek Carr and the Oakland Raiders versus having it for the, the, the Los Angeles Chargers. One last thing before I let you get on out of here, Chris, because I know you're extremely busy. How fun is it for you? to be in Oakland for the final time and being on that field and being in that atmosphere in the black hole, man. Uh,
1: man, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you can always remember, right? I mean, there, there's, there's some iconic places to play football and the ones that are the old ones and the ones that maybe aren't as nice. Those are the ones that you remember forever. I, I remember growing up in Washington DC, man, RFK stadium. It was, uh, it was 55,000. It was old. It was dingy. <laughs> and it was, but it was the best thing ever. It was the best thing ever. I know that's what a lot of Raiders fans probably feel about the Coliseum and opposing fans and opposing teams too. They, they go in there. They they know that there's something, something about that crowd. I mean, they, you know, you don't think the opposing crowd feeds off the, the booze and the, the, all the craziness that goes on there. So it's going to be fun, man. Um, Again, it's one of the NFL's great rivalries and uh, it, you know, it'll just have to continue LA Vegas next year.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Have you booked your ticket to Vegas
1: yet? Uh, no, I. You know, you know how we can get that on <laughs> day of. You know, it's a day of situation.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I know you. I know you got that, that that circled on your calendar already, Chris. I know how you move, man. I know you're looking forward to the Vegas nights. <laughs> no doubt, man. Well, thank you so much, Chris Henry, ladies and gentlemen. He's the host of Chargers Weekly and also Backstage Chargers. Thank you so much, Chris. Man, I'm looking forward to this matchup on Thursday. Have a safe flight up there, and look forward to seeing you soon.
1: Appreciate it, man. We'll see you soon, Nick.
0: Thank you so much. That was Chris Herring from, from Chargers Weekly, the host uh, of the Chargers podcast. Listen, it's going to be an epic matchup, 5.20 p.m. Pacific time, NFL Network, Fox, you know where to find it. The Raiders have to get this win, Raider Nation, so let's make sure you get out there early, get out there in droves, and make sure that the black hole is exactly that, the black hole. Make it loud, stand proud. And make sure you follow follow me on all things social media at Nick Hamilton LA. Make sure you download and subscribe the Silver and Black Hole Podcast right here on the Silver and Black Pride Podcast Network, exclusively on SB Nation. Until next week, I'll, I'll have a brand new partner on board. You don't want to miss it. Stay sharp. Red Nation, stand up. You don't want to miss it. Stay sharp.
2: Players, slick talkers and collar poppers, narcotics and boss ballers, pit bulls and a rock ballers, niggas for gold teeth. Old schools on gold feet, killers old OGs, Task posts and the police, smack off the foothill. East 14 to Brandy Park, Brookfield, Plymouth, and Walnut Street. From the building seminary, we took the rolling 20s. We got no celebrities like Big Feet, and little D You see the East Bay track, because it's the home of the my niggas make tons of crack and fans catch it on camera. Throw you in the slammer. It's the home of show and hammer. Both up, move to Atlanta. Niggas stole our grammar. That's my rogers. That's my nephew. That's my weeples That's my nizzle. Please believe me. Go for cheesy off the hizzle. Do your tizzle. When my niggas riding dope, be rentals, rock residential. It's crack pack pistols. Every track I sizzle. I'm a open operator to LA to Las Vegas, cause I'm a player, a boss player, and if you with me pop your collar, shake haters, I'm a Raider, Oakland Raider, from the Bay to LA to Las Vegas, cause I'm a player, a boss player, and if you with me pop your collar, shake
3: Raider. Just like my niggas before me, but I was a thief without the open face gold teeth. And in vogue was some fine ass Oakland raid X. And too short was the first Oakland Raider on the set. Now Blue Man was a Raider when he was fucking with that. And the X was a Raider when he was awarded to stay. And Dangerous Dame was a Raider when he was calling hoes names. But I know from the lake on Sundays to the five o. Now we to Eastmont with the side show. But it's fun and I'm famous. But I ain't trying to die though. Niggas be going out in the game, but not I though. I have to go back to dope, I'm slinging for survival Now, do pippy do? if you hoeing, then he, he pipping you Tried it for 30 days, I ain't lying, I ain't with it, dude A babysitting job, oh my God, that's a job <laughs> But I still want
2: to do it, cause it's 100% odds Cause I'm a waiter, Open waiter From the Bay to L.A. to Long Bay. i I'm a player, uh. a
3: war's player And if uh.
2: you make me pop your collar, shake them haters I'm a waiter, Open uh. waiter From the Bay to L.A. to Long Vegas I'm a player, boss
3: player Whoa. And if you me, pop shake the name of been raided since 93 till infinity Some underground shit that just shook the fucking industry And Humpty with his gone ass, a raider in his own right The whole D you can't forget, you amped on sight Now Mystic, she the only female raider I know You the shit, baby girl, I'm just letting you know And last but not least
2: Tupac Shakur, nigga, uh, rest in peace I'm from the city of dope, the town of the crack I'm from the city of pimps, the town of the Mac East, East Oakland. Oakland, he told me he peace broken, keep joking. joking The loony's about to have the streets smoking. Downtown, top, y'all keep smoking, hey We got the killer droid and eight Head running, kilos for days It's the city of the warriors, the home of the A's Where niggas get sideways, shootouts on highways nigga. Yeah. East Oakland, bitch I'm a Raider Cause I'm a Raider open Raider From the Bay to L.A. to Long Vegas Cause I'm a player A boss player And if you with me Pop your collar Shake the haters I'm a Raider open Raider From the Bay to L.A. to Long Vegas Cause I'm a player A boss player And if you with me Pop your collar shake him, hey! We raiders, I'm three raider. times crazy. Saito, uh, rest uh, in peace.
3: Eclipse, bad influence, rest in peace. Rapping Rod, F Banks, Seagram, rest in peace, my nigga. Black Dynasty, delinquents, Richie Rich, four one five, MCN, the coop, point blank, EA Ski, steady mobbing. All y'all niggas is raiders. Raider motherfuckers. What? Damn. What about me? It's Curry, baby. I'm not on TV. First one did HBO. First one did Apollo. I think it qualified me in the Hall of Pipology as an Oakland Raider. What? Uh, I'm the first one of the, what? I'm an Oakland Raider, baby. That's right. Representing the town. Eastside, Oakland. You know how we do it. Eastside, oh, nigga, straight up, take your hoe. was all day long. You know how we do it in the town. Crystal, Big Dank. That's the way we roll. Old school, sitting on 20s. It don't make no difference. Floating, doing it all. Ghetto nigga from the East Mount Mall.